Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the Outreach Minister on staff here. And for the next half hour, I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider explains more details about the greatest prophecy. There are lots of prophecies mentioned in scripture, but how do we know which one is the greatest? Well, that's the topic Rabbi Schneider tackles today, and he reveals the importance of messianic prophecy. We're going to be learning why there will never be another Messiah in all the world other than Jesus. So let's get started. And if you would like to take notes on today's lesson, please go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here is Rabbi Schneider. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 53 that the one that came to bring salvation to the world would be rejected by the nation of Israel. Now listen what John tells us in his gospel. I'm looking now at the gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 11. Hear the word of God. John says, he came to his own. Now who's his own? His own are the Jewish people. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus came as the king of the Jews. So Jesus came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. And so by and large, even though some from the nation of Israel did believe in Jesus, the vast majority did not, just as Isaiah indicated would happen in Isaiah 53, and as John said was fulfilled when Jesus came in the flesh. Even to this day, many of you know, most of the nation of Israel Most of the Jewish people do not believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And so messianic prophecy solidifies our faith. When we read how a prophet that came hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus said that when the Messiah came, he'd be rejected by his own people, that the one that came to take their sin in his own body on the tree, the one that died on their behalf would be rejected by them, When you see how those words were fulfilled hundreds of years later at Yeshua's coming, specifically in a detailed, scientifically measurable way, it builds faith for you to understand that this truly is not just another religious book. No, this is the Word of God, the absolute, unique Word of God. And so as we continue today our study in Messianic prophecy, I want you just to take that to heart. Because so many in our culture today, as I've said so many times, they're hesitant to declare that Jesus is the only way to heaven. But there is no name under heaven by which men can be saved but the name of Jesus. The Hebrew prophets declared what Messiah would do when he came. He would take our sin. There's never been another human being in the past that has taken in their own body the sin of mankind. Nor will there be in the future. Jesus did it. And when he came, many rejected it, including his own people. But that doesn't negate the fact that this is the word of God and there'll never be another Messiah, past, present, or future. That's why the Bible says that at the end of the age, every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. And every tongue confess that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's continue on. 
We've seen so many instances of how Yeshua fulfilled Messianic prophecy to the line they would come through his genealogy to the place that he'd be born. Let's continue on now and see if the word of God in the Tanakh, in the Hebrew Bible, had anything to say about resurrection. Because the resurrection of Jesus is the pivotal prophecy that was fulfilled. Meaning this, if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, then we really have no assurance that he's our Messiah. This is why Paul told us in the book of Corinthians that if Jesus has not been raised from the dead, Paul said, then we as followers of his are the biggest fools on the earth. Not only because we gave our life to a lie, because we're believing that Jesus rose from the dead. Paul said if he didn't rise from the dead, not only are we the biggest fools on earth for giving ourselves to a lie, but he said even worse than that, we find ourselves to become liars against God because if we're telling people that Jesus rose from the dead, if in fact he didn't, we're telling people that God did something that he in fact didn't do. So Paul said this all hinges on the reality of Jesus' resurrection. If he did rise from the dead, then once and for all, it's forever settled in heaven and on earth that Yeshua HaMashiach is the only way to the Father and the only Savior of the world because no one else has ever been risen from the dead. But Paul said, if he didn't rise from the dead, then our whole faith is in vain. And he went into great detail about this. He even went on to name all the people that Jesus appeared to after he rose from the dead. But did the Hebrew Bible say anything about the Messiah rising from the dead? Well, let's go to the book of Psalms. We're looking at Psalm number 16. And I'm going to be reading now from the ninth and the 10th verse. Hear the word of God. David is speaking. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely for you will not. He's speaking to the Lord now. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. Now, what is David referring to here? He's referring to his confidence that the Holy One would be raised from the dead. When he says, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay, what he's talking about is that the physical body of Jesus will not decay in the ground and return to the dust. David saw in the spirit that Messiah would rise from the dead. And so David said, my heart rejoices and I'm exceedingly glad because David knew he had a future. Listen again. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices because David saw the ultimate victory. He knew that his life was not finished to death. My flesh also will dwell securely. In other words, he knew that when he died, it wasn't going to be over. He knew that he would be bodily raised from the dead, according to the book of Daniel. He continues on. He's speaking directly to the Lord now. He says, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. Once again, referring to Messiah Jesus, that his body would not undergo decay. He was going to be physically and literally raised from the dead so that the disciples could even see him being lifted off the ground at the Mount of Olivet. Now, how do we know for sure that David was referring to what I'm saying? We know, beloved, because 
the Word of God interprets the Word of God. And as I've said in the past, we look through the lens of the New Testament to interpret the Old Testament. Remember when Yeshua in the book of Luke, at the end of the book of Luke, he took his disciples on a journey through the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms, and he uncovered for them all the things that had been written about himself in the Hebrew Bible. In other words, Yeshua opened his disciples' eyes so that they could understand the Hebrew Bible correctly and see that it all pointed to him. And so with that concept in mind, let's see what the book of Acts tells us. I'm going now to the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 22 through 32. Peter's declaring, men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, Yeshua of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. This man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. He's speaking to Israel. But God raised him again putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. As a Christian, I've always believed that rainbow represented God's promise. But then it also makes you think about pride. We are just kind of numb to seeing the rainbow being used for the LGBTQ movement. Christians need to stand up for the truth. Because it means so much more. We do need to take a stand as a church. Let's take the rainbow back. Join the movement. Go to takingtherainbowback.com. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are looking for like-minded people who are ready to partner with us. If you're sensing the Lord leading you to offer a financial gift of support, would you please contact us today? Become a monthly partner. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or to give a gift of any amount today, just call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. And what's gonna happen now? Peter's going to take us back to this portion of Scripture that we've been studying. We're going to go back now to Psalm 16. Peter's going to quote it. For David says of him, I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad. This is what I just read from Psalm 16. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope because you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, to Hades, nor will your Holy One undergo decay. And then Peter just continues on and he speaks of the resurrection. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brethren, I confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. And so because he was a prophet, and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on his throne. He looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of Christ, of the anointed one, that he was neither abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh suffer decay. This Jesus God raised up again, to which we 
are all witnesses. So striking connection between Psalm 16, Peter's words in Acts chapter 2, and the reality of the physical resurrection of the Messiah, King Jesus himself. Foretold by the Hebrew prophet David, fulfilled by Jesus himself. Again, striking example of how the New Testament and the Tanakh fit together, beloved one, like a hand in a glove, all pointing to Jesus. Finally, we see the prophecy in the Tanakh that although Israel has in the vast majority of their population rejected Jesus as their Messiah, eventually there's going to be a critical mass of Jewish people that will believe him and receive him. I'm reading from the book of Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. This speaks of the coming of Jesus and what's going to happen when he appears in the sky. Every eye will see him, the scripture says. Listen, I will pour out of the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the Lord is speaking, the spirit of grace and of supplication. So they will look on me who may have pierced. This is the Old Testament. God is saying, I'm going to pour out my spirit on my people, and they'll be able to look on me whom they have pierced. Who did they pierce? God said they pierced me. That's Jesus, God clothed in humanity. They will look on me whom they have pierced, and they will mourn for him. Speaking of the Son, God in the Son, as one mourns for an only Son, and they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. He continues in Zechariah 13, 1, In that day a fountain will be opened up for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for impurity. Israel's going to have their eyes open. When Jesus appears on the sky and every eye sees him, Israel will weep when they see Jesus for who he is. Not some Gentile idol, but rather the king of the Jews, the most Jewish being and person that ever lived that died in their place to redeem them. I love the New Testament, the book of Romans chapter 11, beginning in verse number 25. Paul says, For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so you not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So then, all Israel will be saved, just as it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. God has a plan for Israel. His gift and calling upon Israel is irrevocable. And even though at times it feels like, will they ever believe? I mean, there's such resistance amongst the Jewish population towards Jesus. But God is going to break through that because things on planet Earth are going to get a lot more difficult and eventually God himself will appear in the sky, and he will appear as the one that was pierced through for the salvation of his covenant people, Israel, and the entire world. And at that point, Jewish people will see him for who he is, not the God of the Gentiles, but God himself clothed in humanity. God said, they will look on me in Zechariah, whom they have pierced, and they will mourn for me. They'll be so sorry and regretful for what they did, what they thought, the things they said, and their rejection. Finally and lastly, beloved, I want to talk about prophecy concerning Messiah's second coming. I'm going straight away to the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse number 13 and 14. Hear the word of God. We're talking about Messiah's second coming. 
Daniel speaking of the end of the age, one of the most profound visions in the entire word of God. I kept looking in the night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming and he came up to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the people's nations and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Daniel said, behold, I looked into the clouds and I saw one like the son of man coming. This one like the son of man that was coming came up to the ancient of days. He came up to the father and the father gave over to the son of man all the kingdoms that they should worship him and serve him forever. His kingdom, Daniel concludes, is one that will not pass away. Daniel literally saw the result of Jesus' second coming, the father turning everything over unto him and everybody and everything submitting to the son of man. This is a direct prophecy of the second coming of Jesus, of the return of the Lord. We find this written about in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 30 today. Matthew's recording Jesus' words here. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. Again, Jesus is answering the disciples' questions. When will be your coming? And what are the signs of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and Matthew records it. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. Very similar to what Zechariah said, they'll look upon him and mourn for him. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Jesus is coming back. And for me, it's easier now to have that resonating as a heartbeat within me when I see what is happening in the earth. The hatred, the division, the poison, the chaos, the breakdown of values. Beloved, Jesus is getting ready to return. I don't know if that's going to be tomorrow, next week. I don't know when it's going to be. All I know is I see it happening. I see the world getting more and more into a state of deep darkness. And that will be the state that we'll be in before Yeshua returns. What does that mean? It means that we need to get ready. I hope that you've taken away from this series that we've done on Messianic prophecy that the Word of God is true. It's reliable. You can trust it. It's your anchor and it's your lifeline. Yeshua said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man, he said, comes to the Father but through me. For Jesus to have fulfilled so many prophecies that were written hundreds and sometimes over a thousand years before his lifetime, to see him literally fulfill it, to see the New Testament writers be able to go back into the ancient writings from the Hebrew Bible and show us how Jesus fulfilled it, that should strengthen our faith. And so as you stand today as a witness for Jesus in a culture that by and large rejects him in biblical values, beloved, be strong. God's people have always been a remnant. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And you know, when we truly understand the concepts surrounding Messianic prophecy and how it relates to the Old Testament text, 
and it points us to Jesus, we can be more confident in our faith, which will then produce more of a giving attitude in us. And with our hearts in the right place, we can really begin to further God's kingdom in all the right ways. And that's the heart behind this weekend's Taking the Rainbow Back campaign. The devastating schemes and lies of the enemy are destroying our culture. They confuse our youth and they strip away the moral fibers of our society. And the time for being tolerant, it's come to an end. We want to challenge you to stand with us and believers all across the country this weekend as we rise up and take a stand for righteousness. We wanna hear your stories and we wanna see your videos and photos from the weekend as well. Make sure to use the hashtag taking the rainbow back and upload your videos and photos to takingtherainbowback.com. Be sure to let us know that you're praying too. And if you're not able to partner with us in this way this weekend, you can also consider how you can financially support us in other ways throughout the year. Now here is Rabbi to share a little bit more. I wanna encourage us now to be honest with ourselves before the Lord. Many of us are aware of the fact that we've surrendered to Him in some areas of our life, but yet there are many areas of our life that perhaps we've not yet submitted to Him in. I remember when I was in school as a young boy, they gave us a microscope and they put something on a slide and we looked at what was on that slide through the microscope. At first we saw nothing, but then when we adjusted the lens and turned up the power, suddenly we were able to see on that slide little organisms moving around. It took the amplification of the lens to be able to see it. Some of us right now are being convicted by the Holy Spirit in the area of our finances. He's turning up His power. He wants us to see that we need to surrender to the Lord and trust Him with our finances. Beloved, while we're on this earth, we have an opportunity to do good. And all of us should be sowing into the kingdom for the furtherance of the gospel. If you believe in this ministry, I want to encourage you, beloved, make an offering today. God will reward you for everything that you do. You can give a financial gift of any amount when you visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or text your gift when you type the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. You can also give through the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And as our way of saying thank you for your financial gifts, we'll send you a copy of our most recent newsletter that's filled with special insights from Rabbi Schneider detailing things like our Collective Action Weekend and our international outreaches. And once again, make sure to share your photos and stories from this weekend's event at takingtherainbowback.com. And now here is Rabbi Schneider to wrap up today's message with a special blessing. The words from the Aaronic Blessing in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive His blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yavah Yahweh Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next week when Rabbi Schneider connects the Old Testament and New together in a fresh and meaningful way, Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.